0: Hello and welcome to Automators. I'm Rosemary Orchard, and joined by my co-host David Sparks, and we are going to talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Hello, David.
1: Hello, Rosemary. How are you today?
0: I am very excited because we love having guests on the show. They teach us all sorts of things, including how to pronounce their names. Did you know that?
1: Today, I hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I I did a little bit of practicing. I'm gonna get this wrong. Because it's not Nahamas, it is Welcome to the Show, Tim Nahamak. I think I got that right.
2: I think you did get that right. Very good. Yes. Nice job.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Full points for me. Wonderful. Yes. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me.
1: Tim is known as the drafts guy, or uh, was yeah. it the drafts man. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: St- Stephen Hackett calls me the, the, the drafts man.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's a good name. That's how a lot of people know you, though, because you, lo- you love drafts.
2: I do. I'm actually wearing a draft shirt right now. Nobody can see this. It makes for great audio, but I'm wearing a draft shirt right now because it's it's the episode. I have to represent it.
0: Yeah, that that would actually make two of us that are wearing drafts T-shirts right now. Nice,
1: uh, not me. I'm wearing I'm wearing the rebel uh, uh, logo right now. <laughs> the rebel. Well, rebel I, I think
0: we can let that slide, right?
1: Although, if we're yeah. going to talk about drafts merch, uh, I am in possession of some draft stickers. So, if you see me at WWDC and you're a drafts guy or a drafts man or a drafts woman or a drafts anything, let me know, and I will get you a sticker until I run out.
0: I would love to meet some drafts unicorns at WWDC. There you go. If you, if, you, if you use drafts, come and talk to us. We want to talk to you.
1: Well, well, t- <laughs> Tim wrote the uh, review for Mac Stories, kind of the definitive review of drafts. I know you're super deep into this application. And it's one of my favorite tools, not only for just getting work done, but also automation. So uh, thanks so much, Tim, for coming in today and helping us uh, share with the listeners ways that you can automate your uh, your life with drafts. Oh, I'm happy to do this. So, what got you started with drafts? You know, how how did you become the draftsman? Were you the drafts boy first, or you know what happened?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> um, I you know for me, it's it's something that I, I think I picked it up actually probably from Merlin Mann listening to a podcast at some point in time, and he mentioned drafts on a show. And I had been talking with a couple other people that use it, and at first I was kind well, okay, all right, I'll just start using it. Right, the the whole thing with drafts is capture. So put everything in there and then you can figure out where it goes later. And I jumped in at drafts three. I didn't jump in from the beginning. I jumped in at drafts three. I had been using Blackberries before that. So uh, just to go way back in history. But um, I started seeing how beneficial it could be for me. And it was, it was just simple things. Just moving text from one place to another was just made so much easier by drafts. And then when drafts four came out, that's when everything kind of opened up for me. And I really, you know, just saw the automation possibilities, even though it was small automations at the time and, and things have progressed so much farther from there. That's really when it hit home for me that this this could be a huge tool. And it's not just for one thing. It's for multiple.
1: I have this vivid memory of getting started with drafts because I was in the middle of a, an extended jury trial at the time. And I was staying at this hotel in Los Angeles because it was just down the street from the courthouse. And I I saw that it released. Um, Greg, the guy who Greg Pierce, the guy who makes Drafts, had made some other apps that I was a fan of. So he he let me know it was coming out, and I downloaded it on day one. And it just happened that that day. You know, when you're busy for work, sometimes you've got like a like two or th- you know a bunch of little things on your mind. So I just opened up Drafts and just tried. Uh, and I used dictation, uh, recording emails, to-do items, just everything that was on my brain. And I'll never forget, sitting in the hotel lobby in about 15 minutes, I took care of everything. And and all, it was all drafts because you, know, you, you can run through and make a bunch of drafts. And for folks who haven't used it before, before we get in the automation stuff, the magic of drafts is you open the app and it's a text box. So you just start mm-hmm. typing or dictating or doing whatever to get text in. And then you can do simple things with them. Well, if you just go through and kind of batch the stuff out of your brain into this application, there's just nothing like it. And I was a believer from the first day. Mm-hmm.
2: And and when I downloaded that, I, I it's kind of the same thing for me. I just started putting everything in there. And it was on my home screen to start. And now it's it has not left my doc since version 4 came out. Nice. It's, it's there. It'll be there until Greg decides to say, I'm, I'm done with this and I'll cry in a corner. That's what I'm <laughs> going to be doing the day that he announces he's done. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, just gonna we're going to need a
0: support group if that happens, because like yeah. both of you, I, I end up writing so much in drafts. I don't necessarily start everything in drafts, but a significant portion of anything that I write down does start life in drafts in one way or another. It might be dictation through my watch, or it might be through the share sheet. Um, but it is just such an easy way to write stuff down, because then what am I going to do with it? Well, you can do anything, right? that That's the magic.
1: And we're going to get into that in the show with the automation, but I think the starting bit of magic is the idea of tap an icon on your, your iPhone or your iPad or on your Mac now, and there's a blinking cursor. There is no step in between. There's no creation of a new file. There's no navigating to a folder. You just open the app and it's waiting for you.
2: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, even for me now, more so on the watch than anything, because I open that up and you can have auto capture enabled. So it just goes right to dictation. And for me now, anytime I have a thought, that's what I'm doing. I'll be walking at work and I'll just, you know, I'll tap that icon and I'll just start talking. And I can capture everything that I need to. Eh, sometimes it doesn't quite understand what I need, but it gets me close enough so that I can remember it for later. And I'm I'm only getting older. So for me, it's it's something where I need to kind of remember everything as much as I can. And drafts allows me to get it out of my brain, down on paper, so that I don't have the mental overhead and the mental burden to try to remember that later i'm not putting it in a reminders app and tagging it with something and putting a due date on it i'm just capturing that and i'll deal with it later and that's the that's the whole
1: beauty of this yeah you know some people complain about complications on the apple watch how they're they don't work well because so often a developer is trying to jam a very complicated app into a very small screen with no buttons and um and drafts is one of the exceptions to that because like tim was saying uh, drafts is, is kind of like a great candidate for a on face complication on your watch. Cause you just tap it and start talking and you're off to the races and, and it synchronizes whatever you say back to the application on your phone. And, and I would add to that, that this is, uh, the reason why drafts is one of the very few applications that I badge and I've enabled drafts to badge me If there's anything in the inbox, because I'm always dictating stuff into drafts on my watch and then I forget about it. So then I see that badge on my home screen and it makes me crazy because I hate badges. Right. And, uh, and the badge just represents anything in the inbox that hasn't been processed.
0: Yeah. I, I I love the, the, uh, the Apple Watch functionality and the fact that you can have it tag automatically everything that comes from the Apple Watch is so useful because then, as you say, Tim, it doesn't always understand what you say quite right. And this, this is on Apple's dictation. Uh, I should point out, uh, Agile Torchers hasn't written their own dictation engine. They, they use the built-in dictation engine. So that means all of your data is nice and secure and safe as well. Um, and I like to tag everything that comes from the Apple Watch because then when I'm looking at it and I'm like, what did I mean, six What? What what is that? Oh, right. Six bars of chocolate. That's what I wanted to remember. Uh, (laughs) Then, you know, I can figure it out and I make sure to get my chocolate consumption right.
1: Uh, My only question was, if it's six, why isn't it ten, honestly?
0: I think it was a specific recipe that I was uh, actually... Making sure I had the ingredients for, because I had the recipe on my iPad, um, and I was going through the stuff in the kitchen, and it was much easier to just talk to my my Apple Watch. Um, I believe I was making chocolate brownies.
2: Nice. Uh, see, I thought t- it was ten is six and six is none. I thought it was something of that nature.
0: Well, that that I mean, could work too. I, I always <laughs> need more chocolate.
2: Actually, you know, groceries is actually one of the things for me is is uh, you know, given the the life that I'm living now. And some changes that I've made, I actually use drafts specifically for a grocery list. And what I will do is I will put it on dictation and I will read off various different things that I know I need to get. I will literally open my fridge, have the phone on the counter, you know, or or paired to my AirPods or whatever. And I will start a dictated draft and I will say eggs, new line, milk, new line, bread, new line. And I will just keep going until I'm done. And with the way the capture engine is on the iPhone, you can keep going forever. I've dictated entire posts uh, that I've had to go in and modify just because of the dictation, but I've gone in and created entire posts on my way home from work. And I've just had the phone in my passenger seat and I've dictated the entire thing. And it's, it's really amazing once you start getting into that mentality of, of being able to use it for long capture as well as, you know, a short, simple thing. Mm-hmm. But once I have the grocery list, I have a, a, a single action. It's just called add to groceries. And it's it's a built in uh, action for uh, a list to reminders. And I tap that it's added to my grocery list and I'm done.
0: That is genius.
1: I, you know, I know we have some listeners at Apple and I'd ask the listeners at Apple right now to just think pleasant thoughts for a moment. And, and tune out because one of the things drafts does i'm not sure if this is even allowed but he manages to loop dictation in a way because usually there's a dictation timer on the iphone and ipad where after about a minute one time i timed it, it was 45 seconds but i think they've increased it a bit but the after a certain amount of time it just stops and drafts continues to run it's you know there's no timer on that dictation which is what allows him to do that um yeah the old, there's
2: there's a little magic there
1: yeah the, I, I don't even know what's involved i don't want to know and i don't want to talk about it a lot if you know what i mean you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean okay. i don't want it to yeah. go away either but the uh yeah. but the there is some hiccups with it too sometimes i find capitalization problems when it when it set you know when it kind of resets itself um if you're in the middle of a sentence it may suddenly have a, an additional capital letter or something like that but so you've got to go back and tune it up a little bit but you're right um Having the ability just to push a button and just start talking is is a great feature, uh, and and one of the reasons why drafts, as well as in my doc.
2: Well, and and with the the text modification and going in there and capitalizing words and and making them lowercase, with the power of the automation in drafts, you can do that, and yeah. it's very simple. It's a simple action. You can highlight the text, you can select it, and it's done. Yeah. And that's that's the whole beauty of this, too, is, is it's just so easy to manipulate text within the document.
0: I was going to say, for anybody listening who is there going, wait, I have to say new line after every item. That's really annoying. Uh, have you tried talking to one of the ladies in a can recently, adding stuff to your shopping list? I literally have to go, Amazon lady, please add toilet paper to the shopping list. Amazon lady, please add ketchup to the shopping list. Amazon lady, please add XYZ to the shopping list. And you're there going in so many more words. I'd rather just say the words new line. So I'm stealing your, your action there, Tim, you've, you've changed my life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well,
2: uh, eh, maybe, hopefully for the better. We'll,
1: we'll oh, see. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're not trying to turn this show into a drafts commercial, but the fact is the three of us love it. And this is one of those apps where you've got a single developer behind it who, who's super passionate about making it. And, um, This solves all those problems for you.
2: Right. And one of the things that I actually think is really good with the release of Drafts 5, and I think it's something where a lot of people, you know, because it was a switch over to subscription. And I think a lot of people were very turned off by that. A lot of people don't like subscription applications. But the one thing that's really amazing with Drafts 5 is that it's completely free to download and try. There's actions already pre-installed. You can download actions from the action directory. And you can use it for free to see how it's going to fit in your life. And then when you want to get into the customization, once you see how great this application is, then you can do that. And so you can actually use it for free just to capture text and send it to different places using this share sheet. Right. That's all you really need. So uh, getting started with it is easier than ever. And then getting into the weeds and getting into automation and, and all the different things that we do with it. Yeah, that that's the subscription portion of it. But it nobody should be put off at this point to download it and try it.
1: Well, I think it goes beyond try. It, it's a uh, it's an optional subscription, really, because the power user features, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, is in the subscription. But the basics, the stuff I was talking about that I did in that hotel lobby, comes for free, and it's not going away. I mean, you can use that for an unlimited time with those basic features. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a good model, I think, and 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 uh, I love that the developer is passionate about it. When you have somebody that is like that, they figure out how to turn carriage returns into new entries and reminders for your grocery list. They figure out how to make dictation run longer than a set period of time, and all that stuff goes into that app. and And now that it is on a subscription, um, the guy can pay for his shoes. You know, he's making enough money that he can actually put even more. Um, wood behind the arrow and, Mm -hmm. and we get things like drafts for Mac, which is now out. And um, I'll put a link in the show notes. I did the, uh, the screencast for them when they released it. And it's really great, I mean, it's not as powerful as an iOS yet, but just having that stuff you dictate on your watch show up on your Mac is pretty handy.
2: I think with the, the Mac uh, version of the app, which Rose did the uh, review on, um, for Mac Stories, uh, which is great. Um, Thank you. I think I think the one thing there that, and I I put a little post together, kind of linking to the article. It, it's a it's a one application, and it's on a whole new platform. So having the actions come eventually will be there, and 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 I think it's just a matter of time, right? He's got some other pressing stuff, I think, on iOS that he wants to do uh, and bring that over to the Mac as well. But it'll be there. It'll it'll come and we'll have some parity there. The actions might work a little differently at some point, but just having the ability to access everything on a Mac, I think is actually going to turn a lot of users on to using drafts. Whereas before they might've wanted to use other applications because they couldn't access the drafts on a Mac and now they have the ability to do so. And I think that's, I think that's going to be really good going forward.
1: And my power tip on that is enable the keyboard shortcut and the menu bar app. If you put it on your Mac, because if someone, you know, like you're sitting in your front of your Mac and a thought occurs to you, a phone call comes in, something that you want to write notes down on, you're one keystroke away from the drafts inbox. It's just like back on the iOS devices where you tap the icon and you can start typing. They essentially do the same thing on the Mac. And you can always put it somewhere else later. You can email it. You can put in Ulysses to whatever, you know, floats your boat. But, but just getting to text input so quickly is is golden. Mm-hmm. Um so I I just want we're going to get into some of Tim's uh automations. He's got some simple ones and some more complicated ones, so hopefully we've got something for everybody. But before we do that, I just kind of wanted to give an overview. We've been we've been gushing about the app, but I just wanted to talk kind of in more practical terms about the way it works, and I I kind of call it the three layers of drafts, you know, um the first is the basics, the one that came out with those first versions of the application and the idea is quick text capture and quick process. So they have these actions mm-hmm. built in where you can just type something and then send it off as a text message or send it as an email or save it to an application. The second layer is what I would call probably actions. And those kind of came with version four. How, how would you summarize those, Tim?
2: Um, Yeah, I I think with with version 4, there were a lot more built-in actions. Um, I think originally when Drafts was first created, uh, I I remember the story. I can't remember where I heard it, but I know Greg said it, that he was trying to send uh, an email to his wife. And then he's like, ah, this would be better as a text message. And back then on the iPhone, you couldn't copy-paste, right? This was the first iPhone. And so um, those simple actions to send to messages and emails were were great. Um, and then it kind of expanded with a little bit more built in functionality and doing things with reminders because it's a, it's a framework as well as uh, an app. Um, you can do that email and and just kind of progressively growing from there. Um, though, yeah, that I would consider those more action based, right. And, and there's more complex actions as you go. And there's really nice ways to take bits of your draft and manipulate it in ways to make some of those actions work.
0: Definitely. And uh, by the way, the episode where, where where Greg talked about this, he definitely talked about it on episode thirty three of Vector, which I have got a link to in the show notes.
1: Ah, and you know, and then the so the actions got increasingly complex, but totally usable. And, and you don't need to understand programming to do this. You can automate drafts right out of the box very easily. And then right, and then with the more recent versions, suddenly you've got keyboard customization, you got scripting, it's like, it's like come to a whole new level. It's almost like a programming environment if you want it to be.
2: Right. And, and with the actions, the, the, the one thing that you can do and even the scripts as well, you can start combining them. Right. So like one of the the biggest actions that I have in, in, in drafts is clipboard. Right. And, and there's a, an action step and you can make that into multiple different things that you want. And it's really powerful just to manipulate text in various different ways using a simple built-in template. And it's easily modifiable. It's very understandable. And you can go in there, do that, and you can just copy some clipboard text and, and either share it with another app or send it as a message or just copy it so you can jump into an app in a, in a more traditional copy-paste way. It, it, there's little tiny actions like that that are built in that are really helpful.
0: This episode of Automators is brought to you by TextExpander from our friends at Smile. TextExpander lets you insert words, phrases, forms, templates and more with just a couple of key clicks everywhere you type. You can take control of your time and productivity by letting TextExpander handle your repetitive typing tasks. And the brand new TextExpander 6.5 is now available for macOS, as well as TextExpander 2.0 being available on Windows. Both new versions of TextExpander are supporting a new visual editor for snippets. This editor makes it easier to see and edit snippet fill-ins, dates, date math, nested snippets, and more. If you already love TextExpander and like to tell people about it, you can join their affiliate program to learn a little something when people sign up. If, like me, you're always looking for ways to be a little more productive, you need TextExpander. It makes typing those repetitive phrases and paragraphs unbelievably fast. Seriously, an entire paragraph would take ages to type, but you can expand it in a second, which leaves you more time to do what you do best. I personally love Text Expander; It saves me time every day, on average 15 minutes. You might think 15 minutes a day doesn't sound like much, but five days a week at work? That adds up to a lot. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Our thanks to Text Expander from SMAR for their support of this show and relay FM.
1: You know, Rose, one of the things I like about Text Expander, and, and we're now no longer doing the ad, but this is editorials, is, is uh Text Expander works with drafts and drafts works with Text Expander, and it's one of the reasons why I like to use drafts for text input, because I get all my snippets.
0: Yeah, it is really good, and it's got proper support as well, so you can at any point go into the settings and just update them. I love that so much.
1: All right, so Tim, give us the goods. you know we want some of your favorite drafts workflows. So
2: things that I use uh, on a regular basis, um, just for simple things I, I, I already said about the the groceries edition. One of the things I do constantly is manipulate text. And I have an action that I created, and what it is is actually from drafts four there was there are a bunch of different little actions that I could grab. And I changed it all around. And now what I can do is take any text, select it, and then I I tap the action, um, or I have a keyboard shortcut. Um, And what it does is it kicks it off, it gives me a list of the things that I want to, to do. So I can choose to title case everything, lowercase everything, uppercase everything. I can encircle it, I can strike through, I can do all these different text manipulations and I can do that with a bit of text. I can do that with the entire document, whatever I want. And that that's just one little thing that it's its a very complicated script, but it's all done for you. It's already taken care of, but it's something that you can easily install, easily add to your workflow to fix all the little typos that you may have. Um, very, very handy action for me. And I'm using that literally every day and I'm probably three, four five times in an hour. If I'm being honest, I'm in drafts constantly throughout the day. So, um, that that's one big thing I use. I journal
1: all the time. And and so for people listening, we're going to put a link in the show notes and, uh, Tim has created an action directory and these are shareable and, uh, the drafts, um, you know, Greg and the gang at drafts has, has made Tim's drafts action directory shareable that, gives you um, action keys associated with text transformations so all you have to do is open that link on your iPhone or iPad that has drafts installed and press the install button and you're going to get the benefit of all this stuff and it is crazy I, I was just looking through it outdent update tags marked all the markdown stuff smart parentheses mm-hmm. smart quotes smart brackets you got you got it all covered here
2: Yeah. And and in that key action group, I've done two things. And this is, uh, here's a little pro tip that uh, I did for the review. One of the things that I missed from version four that you could do is you could have an action in multiple places. So what I did was I created a duplicate action, and it's all kind of at the bottom. So for every action that's at the top, there's an action at the bottom, that's a duplicate, and you can copy that over. And what those duplicate actions are, it just has one action step, and it's include action. And that action step is really powerful because I can take any other action that I have and just include that as part of an action. So when I have that in other areas, now I can only edit it in one place, but I get the benefit of it updating everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so when you download it, it'll it'll make a little bit more sense when you download it. Um, But it's something that I can now have one action um, and use it everywhere, which I really like the principle of, but it took me a while to compile this thing for the review, but I wanted people to understand that you can have all of these little actions at your fingertips. And these are all the ones that I have keyboard shortcuts for. So every single one of these has an assigned keyboard shortcut for me.
1: So I imagine you use this often with your iPad.
2: Oh yes. All the time. Uh, My iPhone gets mainly capture use, but if I'm manipulating writing, journaling anything, it's, it's 99% of the time. It's on my iPad. So how did you go about building this? So um, for a lot of the, the things in that key action group, I actually used some of the drafts for actions and carried them over. Um, a lot of them have different scripts um, associated with them. Some of them don't. Uh, it just depends on the action. Um, but I kind of started building everything based off of what I had in drafts four. There was a nice way to migrate from drafts four into drafts five. So that's what I did during the beta, and then I just started assembling from there and started refining it based on my limited programming skills. So some of the some of the things in there are probably outdated as far as scripting goes, but um, a lot of them are are still relevant. They still work. They're fast. It, it, there's no problems with what's there. Um, so it just it took uh, I just took some time and thought of all the major actions that people would use to manipulate either text or a line or whatever, and just put that into one key set so that people could kind of reap that benefit of, of installing something that would really change the way they would be able to use drafts.
1: Well, if I sound distracted, it's because I'm installing it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to go back to the thing that you were saying about, about the include action step. Um, because I, th- I think, um, this is something that maybe a lot of people haven't thought about, but especially for me, I have several actions which are included in multiple action groups. Um, so that means that instead of copying that, I-, I just use, I have one, I in my case, I have a, an action group called master actions, um, and I just use the include action everywhere. And it is so useful um, just because then, as you said, you update once and it's updated everywhere. Um, which is great, you know, if, if, for example, you figure out, hey, as well as doing X, Y, Z in Airtable, I can also do ABC. Well, I just need to add that in my draft section that talks to Airtable, and then voila, um, and then you do it once, and it's it's all done, which is very, very mm-hmm. useful. Um,
2: and and with, the, with that action group that I created, um, one of the things that I did was I wanted to have a visual way just for me to look at, what was there to be a duplicate action and what was there to be the original action. So what I actually ended up doing was finding a character in another app and just saying, all right, it's a small enough symbol that that's not a big deal. It's not something I will commonly use ever. And I put that in the front of the action. So now when I use the search up at the top, if I, if I think of, Oh, Hey, you know what? This action needs to be updated. I can go find the action. I can just simply type text modifier and then, I you know, I can pull that up, but I know which one the original action is. And once I update it in that one spot, it, it carries through. And so for me, having that little symbol there was was a, an epiphany at the time for me to say, this is how I'm going to manage everything going forward. It's a little cumbersome at start at the start, but it, it's by practice is really easy.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think... It's one of these things, you, you may be there going, okay, I've never used drafts before. Well, you don't need to worry about having like master actions and copies of actions and everything right now. But when you come back to this in three months after you've become addicted to the, the application, you're going to go, now I get what Tim's talking about, because this is so useful for those of us who who have got that little bit farther down the path and we're already enslaved to drafts, as you might say.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And one of the things that's really important, I think, you know, there's... There's multiple action groups that you can create, and I think, you know, you can move actions around, and there's a way to do that, and there's some tips uh, on the drafts website to do that. Um, So I don't want to go through it here because it's got some visuals, but starting with as few actions as possible when you're actually getting started with drafts is probably the best way to do it. Some very simple um, actions, you know, built-in actions, that's probably the best way to start. And then over time, you can start adding different action groups and, you know, there's nothing to prevent you from installing a bunch and having those action groups. And you can kind of just eh, go take a peek, see how it might fit later on. But you start with something small in the basics.
1: I think one of the videos I did for Greg, I shared my what is in essence my earthquake action, you know, because I live in Southern California Occasionally, we have a shaker here, and the phones always go go down afterwards because everybody's calling each other to say they're okay. So the trick is to get a message out as soon as possible. So I have a draft that says, I'm okay, I'm located at dot, 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 and it's already programmed to send to my wife and my two daughters and my sister. So um, if there's an earthquake, I open drafts, I just make sure I've got the right location in there and send, and that message always gets out.
2: You can modify that action, and I can help you with that later. Um, But you can modify that action. You don't even need a draft to be created. You can just have it be the location of where you are right now. Yeah. And you can send that in the background, and you don't need to do any other work. Kind of almost like shortcuts.
1: Yeah, I know that's in there now, but the the thing for me is um, it's not necessarily a map location. It may be at Jim's house, you know, or something like that. So. Ah, okay. and, and it, it just because I played with that and it I, I had it working, but I was like, yeah, it's, you know, I can take a second to write where I'm at, you know, and, and frankly, that way I know the data is right. Sometimes geolocation isn't always perfect, you know, and I don't really want to send true. them a pin. I just want to tell them, hey, you know, there's only a few places I am. I'm not I don't get around as much. Maybe Disneyland. Maybe I should have one that just says Disneyland, and then that'd be great. I'm a Disneyland, yeah. yeah. But I'm the,
2: very jealous of that.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking what you could do is you could have an action that's got a prompt, and it's got a couple of buttons. Yeah. So it's got like Disneyland and a couple of other places that you usually are, like home or <laughs> yeah. Starbucks or electric yeah. bike. Um, and then uh, then it's got a text box. And if you hit one of those, it will just send it. Uh, if you hit one of the original buttons, and otherwise, if you fill out the text box and then press OK, it takes whatever's in the text box. That would be a smart way of enhancing, perhaps.
1: But but the point is, for getting started, it's a very simple message oh, yeah. that's pre-populated, and and also the recipients are pre-populated, so I don't have mm-hmm. to spend any time goofing around. If uh, if something goes down, I can get the message out very quickly, and mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a very simple. That almost goes back to drafts 101, but but it works. And now with uh, this this new set of tools, I've got I could title case it I could do anything I want with this message
2: right and and I think that's that's the big thing you know drafts can be super powerful it can be it it is probably for me one of the most powerful apps I've ever used but for me the simple actions are what I use on a daily basis I'm not doing complex actions day in and day out I'm using a lot of simple ones and It just makes life easier. And anything that makes my life easier, I'm all on board with.
1: And and that's why I was talking about the multiple layers of drafts earlier, because even though you can script in it, um, I can tell you I have one draft action I've built with a script. You know, almost everything I do is like, get this into OmniFocus, get it to Ulysses, send this as an email. I mean, even just the idea of, for people who are concerned about distractions of your email inbox, you know, you go in your email to send an email, but you see something in the inbox and off you go, right? Uh, with drafts, you can just write the email in drafts and send it without ever going really into your mail application. And, and all of these things are real basic, but, but totally useful.
2: And even more important than email, Twitter. Right. You can you can tweet from drafts and you never have to open Twitter at all. So right now, as uh, you know, we're kind of recording here, you know, there's some big movies coming, right? You got Avengers Endgame, you got Star Wars coming up. And if there's any spoiler stuff that you want to stay away from, you could stay off of Twitter. You can still tweet and 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 send out whatever you want to. But you don't have to open Twitter at all. And you can do a tweet, you can do a tweet storm and all of those are available on the action directory and you can just install them and you're done. So it, it it just, it's something that for me, I'm not necessarily distracted by going to multiple different apps. I can be in one app and have it be multiple things. And I Mm -hmm. talked about that in my review is, is this being such a modular interface that you can make for yourself and have it be multiple things for you. If that's what you want, it may be something, a simple text capture app at the start, And then as you progress, this may replace multiple apps for you.
0: For me, definitely the workspaces and the action groups and the fact that you can combine them together has basically made drafts into about 10 different applications for me uh, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it is so flexible. uh, And that is something that, you know, for, for some people that might not work at all. But for me like having having the the list of my drafts switched and the actions that are available to me on the right hand side just having that switch when i tap one button it's like okay great well now i'm in blogging mode because i'm in my blocking application which is drafts or i switch and then i'm in a writing mode for something else you know like super secret project number 1 um and i switch to that and it's okay super secret project time let's get writing
1: so nice it's yeah. good fun. well we'll definitely go down gang and and download the key action group that um that Tim has created, uh, but we're not happy, Tim. We want more automation out of you. We, we want it. We want all the automation.
2: So some of the other things that I, I do, um, and I do a lot with task management in drafts and on iOS specifically, I'm not so much a Mac user. Um, and, I use reminders. That's what I've been using now for a little while. I've I've moonlighted with other apps, with things, with OmniFocus, with Todoist, all these different apps. And for whatever reason, I'm just – I'm always drawn back to reminders because of the ways I can capture. And so for me, getting any sort of uh, task down, it I can do it through complex automation. But sometimes I just need something – Simple. I just need a text box to pop up, capture what I need to, put a date and time to it, and send it on its way. And I don't want a lot of friction. So, one of the things that I created, and I actually just created this the other day, and I've done this for other apps too, but I'm, I'm using reminders here for an example, um, is just an add single reminders action. And what this does is I can pop up a little prompt. And what that prompt does is it just says, hey, I, I I need a title for this task. That's all I need. Select a due date and time. Um, and if you want me to add an alarm to this, I can do that too. Right. So that that'll pop up your notification because you can't not you can have a an, an, a task that has a due date but no notification kicks off. Um, it'll put it in the inbox for me, and then it goes on its merry way. So it pops up this prompt. And what the beauty behind this action for me is I don't have to enter in an actual draft. So, for example, I run a meeting um, every week for about 200 people. It's a giant call-in meeting for work. And sometimes I'll be sitting there listening to something and I'll have a thought enter in my head. And I'll be like, ooh, I need to remember that. And I'll kick off this action because I'm taking notes on the meeting in drafts on my iPad. I'll, I'll kick open this action. The prompt will come up. I'll enter in the task title. I'll select a date and time. And I'll hit send. And then it's gone. And I don't have to jump over to reminders or good task, which is what I use. I don't have to jump over to another app. I don't have to stop taking meeting notes and enter a new draft. It's using all of the prompt information. So there's no draft required. And I kind of, this is kind of like a medium automation for me to say like, you know, hey, I can use the data that I get from this prompt step in a bunch of different ways. And I don't need to create cruft in my inbox, let's say. So I know David, you said, hey, I can, when I have the notification badges for my inbox, I don't like seeing that, and you want to clear things. This makes it so that I can not only add it, but I'm also not adding to the mental burden of my inbox.
1: So you're, in essence, adding a user interface element to drafts to uh, to skip the inbox.
2: Yeah. So it just it just takes whatever's in that prompt step and sends it on its way. And that's all you have to do.
0: And because it does nothing to your current draft, it's it's almost like you're popping into another application briefly, but... You're not because you just trigger a keyboard shortcut, I'm guessing, and then mm-hmm. you, you've got a new reminder, and you can keep taking notes. As I yep. find that that happens to me a lot in meetings. I'm there and I'm writing something down, and then something else occurs to me, and you know I'm trying to figure that out. So I'm get, I'm going to have to um, have a look into this because this is definitely something that I can use because I take so many notes and drafts for almost everything. I've
2: done this before. I did this with things at one point in time. But the one thing about things that I didn't like was that it uses URL schemes. And because this uses the scripting um, and it uses the reminders framework, I don't have to leave the app. So with things, I, I would be kicked out of the app and then brought back in and ready to go again to type. But now I don't even have that round trip. It just says, all right, it's captured. You're done and I don't have to go anywhere. So I really can stay focused on what I'm doing.
0: And for OmniFocus users, you can use this as well because OmniFocus, and I'm sure many other task management applications can capture from a specific uh, reminders list, which means that you can say, add it to uh, an OmniFocus list in reminders and OmniFocus can eat everything that's in that list for you. Meaning that it gets into whatever your task manager is. I know Jude does the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure there's many others that do that as well. That is genius.
2: And it's just, it's, it's just something that it makes my life a little easier and it makes it so that I, I don't have to worry about remembering that, oh, there's another draft there. I don't, I'm, I, I'm always trying to make things a little bit more efficient for myself and having mm-hmm. this there is just like, oh, Hey, I can add a reminder from at any point in time. I can add this and it just makes life so much easier.
0: Well, it saves you processing it twice, right? That That's what this yeah. is all about. You know, touch, touch it once. Um, not more than you have to.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by Luna Display, the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac. Use promo code AUTOMATORS at checkout for 10% off. If you have a Mac and an iPad, you should be checking out Luna Display. This little piece of hardware gives you a second display that's super portable with basically zero lag and a gorgeous image quality. So how does it work? You get the Luna Display hardware, you plug it into the back of your Mac, and then your iPad becomes a secondary display for your Mac. It's that easy. Setting up extra screens can be fiddly, but Luna Display couldn't be easier. You just plug it in and go. Plus, everything works over Wi-Fi. If you're traveling without a Wi-Fi connection, no worries with that either. You can also connect via USB. Luna Display is super simple to set up, and you'll love that extra screen real estate. The Luna Display is a complete extension to your Mac. It supports external keyboards, as well as Apple Pencil and touch interactions. You can basically have a touchscreen Mac by using your Luna Display on your iPad. And the all new Liquid Video Engine brings significantly reduced latency and a faster screen refresh rate. There's just so many ways to use your Luna Display. I've got mine connected to my iMac at this very moment and it's giving me tons of data about my recording for this show. If you're heading out of town, throw it in your bag and bring it with your laptop and your iPad, and you'll have a secondary screen in your hotel room. Or maybe you just want to sit on your couch and drive your Mac. You can do that with Luna Display. Listeners of Automators can get an exclusive 10% discount on Luna Display. Just go to lunadisplay.com and enter promo code AUTOMATORS at checkout. A-U-T-O-M-A-T-O-R-S. That's lunadisplay.com and promo code automators at checkout. Go there now and upgrade your setup. You're going to love it. Lunadisplay.com with promo code automators for that 10% off. Our thanks to Luna Display for their support of this show. Tim, I still need more. I still need more from you, man.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm hooked. We, we, want we more need automations. all the We want more. Yeah. All right.
2: So something I did uh, recently and I've uh, part of my task management stuff, cause I'm big on task management. Uh, sorry for everybody out there. But, um, one of the things that I really like doing is having a draft and using the link to that draft and saving that as a note. So what I, what I will do is, um, like, for example, I have a fixes and updates list for my house and it's all in drafts and it's got checkboxes all the way down of, Everything that I need to do for my house, Um, little things, I need to weed this flower bed, I need to replace this electrical socket, I need to, you know, put a new roof on, whatever it is, everything's in that big list, it's sectioned out and that's the way I want it because it clutters my reminders list otherwise. And it's not stuff that I can action right away. If there's going to be an action, I can kick that off to a reminder and that's fine. But what I want to do is I want to remind myself of that list. And so I need a way to get to it quickly. One of the ways you can do that is you can say, hey, Dingus, remind me of this. And it should work. Sometimes it doesn't, but most of the time it does. Um, And it'll capture the draft and you can go back and forth that way. But for the times where you're not able to speak to Siri, Siri, What I've created is a remind me of drafts action, and this actually works with multiple task managers, and we'll get into that in a minute. But what this does is this says, all right, I want the title of the draft, and that's going to be my task name. And then it's going to take that information um, for, for just the title. That's all you really need here. It's going to prompt you for a date. And if you want an alert, and then at that point it creates a task and it creates the task with the the title name, um, the due date, time, sets an alert for you. And then also attaches the URL to the specific draft, um, which you can get by getting a permalink. And you can read through the script. I don't want to really get into the weeds there. I don't want to put everybody to sleep. But um, you can have that note. Or have that attached as a note so that when you use reminders, when you use good task, when you use OmniFocus, Todoist, whatever, you can, in fact, just link back to that specific draft. And that draft could be in archive. It could be flagged. It could be in the inbox. It doesn't matter where it's at. It will go to that specific draft and load it for you. Um, So I'll do that for those kinds of lists. If I'm writing big blog posts or whatever, I'll also link to those drafts as well. So I don't have to um, have multiple different um, giant lists in reminders. I can just link to the specific draft in there.
0: That, that is very smart, because uh, this is something that I, I see people run into quite frequently, that they're trying to use their task management system also almost as a reference system in some ways. So, I mean, even if it's just that, hey, I need to, uh, I don't know, for example, for me, I need to set up a bunch of custom logging forms by tomorrow morning. Well, I've got the precise list of custom logging forms and all the details related to that in a draft, um, and I, I really do have this in a draft, and so I can just use this to link to that. Um, and so that then I can see I need to create custom looking forms. That's my OmniFocus action. And then I can go back to the draft at any point, which is much more convenient than having 42 different actions in my OmniFocus, which are all the same thing, but slightly different.
1: I mean, th- this really opens the, the general idea of drafts as an outboard reference system that you can you can have details or information stored in some app or web service but you can, because of draft scriptability and availability, you can make that the the reference area that actually contains the text. Makes sense? Yeah.
2: And yeah, it does. And I, I I know that um you know my co-host uh, on my podcast Fundamentally Broken um he actually uses this system for work, and he'll have his work related projects all in a draft and in like a task paper format, and then he'll have one single reminder and he will have that link so he can have that in his list he knows he needs to do it but then all of the reference information is there for him and he doesn't have to keep moving that from task manager to task manager because that's something we do he can just keep that in one place and you can move around your task managers as you see fit so yeah. if i want to switch from reminders to OmniFocus to things to whatever i don't have to do a whole lot of movement and it makes everything a little bit more nimble In the process.
1: And this is also this, this automation to um, remind me of is uh, Tim has generously made that available at at the drafts website. So we'll have a link to that one as well.
2: One more thing with this, the, the, the one thing that I have in here is there's, there's two main blocks. And when you actually install this action reminders is the one that it goes to. However, there's a bunch of other script blocks that are disabled. So you can actually disable the Reminders one and enable the Todoist one or the Things one or the OmniFocus one. And it will allow you to enter the same stuff into those applications through the different scripting options that Drafts provides. So all of those applications work here.
1: What a great introduction to scripting and Drafts, too, for folks who haven't done it before. Because it's it's already written for you. You just need to enable it. And, and you can kind of see, you can pick it apart.
2: Yeah, and and the variables from the first step carry through all of these different actions. So it it just really highlights the power of the scripting in drafts. It it is it has become like the the go-to place for me if I need to get anything done. I'm more figuring it figuring out how to in drafts um you know, put it there rather than go to shortcuts. If it's something that drafts just can't do, I'll use shortcuts with it. But I try to do everything that I can within drafts.
0: That makes sense. I mean, if that's the app that you're in most of the day, why why break up your workflow by going to another application every time? So that that that's where drafts really can serve you because it can do so much. Like, I'm using it for a bunch of Airtable stuff. Previously, this was all in shortcuts. And uh, now I've moved a bunch of it over to drafts because it's like, well, I'm already in drafts and I have to stop and I have to go and open shortcuts and I have to run the shortcut and I have to go back to drafts. Wait, mm-hmm. why don't I just do this in drafts? Because I can. Um, and that is where the magic is. And I love the way that you've done this, because it is literally swipe, tap to disable reminders, swipe, enable uh, OmniFocus, done. And then I have all of these drafts now in my OmniFocus, because I've been playing with this since you uh, <laughs> put it in the show notes for us last night.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, that's, that's just a, a really good example of the scripting. There are other things that I've done um, Drafts 5.4 came out uh, a few months ago, and there was a a giant update to one thing that I really wanted within the app is is WordPress integration. Mm -hmm. I had been pining for that for a long time. And I wanted to have at least the ability to do just a regular standard post and a link post. And both of those things were made a reality through a a lot of time and effort through Greg's part. And Those are probably some of the most complex actions I've ever created. I think, I can't remember exactly, but I think there's something, you know, I think I've refined it and there's like eight or 10 steps in each one. Um, But what it does is it it takes my blog post that I've written, it pops up an HTML preview of my site and then goes and gets the tags and the categories from my website, allows me to enter those into that post. It sends the draft over to WordPress, it actually saves and archives my post automatically in the background and then pops up in the Safari view controller, Um, excuse me, it actually pops up in the Safari view controller, the uh, interface for WordPress so that I can modify anything I need to on the site if if I really want to, or I can just hit publish and it's done. It's a super complex action. There's a lot of scripting involved with it, but it's just something that I don't need to now have another application to do my WordPress publishing.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you shared that Tim uh, blog post or anything?
2: Yeah. So I actually wrote a review for Mac stories at that time. So it's, it's uh, on their site. I think I put the list in the show notes um, or the, the link in the show notes. Okay. And it's something that I've refined and I've updated those actions continually so that people can have the latest and greatest um but it it's something that has just saved me so much effort and one of the apps that i used to use i love ulysses i really do it's a it's a beautiful application it's just not something that i need now with having this in drafts and um that that's my personal choice so everybody can use what they want but for me it just it, it eliminates me having an app um that i don't necessarily need to Uh, keep around and minimizes my space.
0: That makes sense. Because, I mean, why why use six or seven apps when you can have one app that you enjoy using that does everything for you? And I have to say, you know, some some people are very anti-subscription, but I'd like to point out, Drafts is $20 a year. That gives you iOS and macOS, um, plus whatever updates come. And boy, oh boy, I mean, uh, something we should probably mention. Uh, we've You've been talking about version 5 and 5.4. Uh, version 11 has come out recently as we record this. Um, and that's just because the version numbering, um, you're limited to three figures on uh, macOS and four mm-hmm. on iOS, which meant that uh, Agile Torches couldn't maintain the numbering system they've been using on iOS. So they, they switched to go to version 11. Straight to eleven. Right.
2: So yeah, uh, t- turn it up to eleven. Perfect.
0: Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, th- there are constantly great updates coming, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm finding that drafts has <laughs> earned its money's worth, and probably about eight times that, just because of how much I get done in it. And also, one thing I should mention is um, you made me switch to WordPress because of the actions that you posted on Mac stories. So thank you. But also, you're welcome. Oh, I had to switch CMS. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I'm
1: sorry about that. That's okay hey You're rose if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger
0: exactly
1: the um it's, it's interesting to me because drafts uh, for, in my head since the beginning has been this great place to capture and process text that's that's my internal even using the fancy scripts and everything drafts is a place text goes into and then something happens to it but there's a lot of people tim included who are now using drafts as their kind of text bank? I still use Ulysses. I, I have two of them. I've, I'm very fancy, um, but the um, but you could I mean because they have tagging support. Um, it's a you know this is a, a high quality application. If you wanted, you could use this application as storage and uh, you know text maintenance as well as text capture.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I use the the there's kind of two main large areas that I use drafts for. And, and one of them is obviously my blog posts and publishing. And then the other one is journaling. And, you know, there was a recent episode, um, about journaling. Um, and, uh, for, I believe Mac power users. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it talked about day one is using that as a journal, which is a wonderful application. Um, something that I'm going to have coming up and it's just a matter of time for me, but it's, um, I have I used at one point in time uh, drafts with workflow at the time to roll my own solution for making a journal. And I've kind of adopted that into shortcuts, refined some things here and there. And I'm working through kind of an update of that right now so I can share all of that information with everybody. And that's another subscription that I don't necessarily need to have. Again, day one, wonderful app not something maybe that I need to keep around when I have other things to do it for me. So if if I if I'm making the personal choice of saying, "Hey, okay, Ulysses, I'm not going to use that cuz I'm going to use drafts and day one I'm not going to use that, I'm going to use drafts. I'm saving myself money even though it's $20 a year. Now I'm saving those subscriptions as well. And that that's a lot of money per year, right? So I'm I it, I'm getting a huge benefit for me and it's now a place because of the changes with workspaces in version five, it's now a place that this is possible in the, mm-hmm. in the previous version of drafts, it wouldn't have been possible to do this, but now that you can do this with workspaces and action groups, it, it becomes this modular place that you can say, all right, I'm in my writing app and I'm in my task management app. I'm in my journaling app and I don't have to leave the screen. And that's just super powerful.
1: And you've got that place, not only just to, to create the the journal entries but also to store them and once again you can tag them you can have the text transformations we talked about earlier you can have the text expander support all that stuff built into this writing app for you Yeah, it makes sense mm-hmm. i understand why people are doing it yeah
0: do you have any other workspaces obviously you've got like uh, i'm guessing um your your blog post one and your journal one but what other workspaces have you got tim
2: so I have, a, I have a general one, which is basically everything that's not a to-do item. Um, or sorry, not a to-do item. It's everything that's not a journal item. It's everything that's not a writing item. Everything okay. else is in there. Um, and then I also have one for my job, um, my day job. I work in automotive. i um, not going to disclose where. Um, but I work in automotive, and I have some very specific things that I do at work, and I've customized the actions to make that work for me. Um, this meeting that I said that I, I host for 200 people, I'm, I'm writing the notes down for that, um, meeting in drafts. And then at the end of it, I actually kick it over to a shortcut that's formatted with HTML and I make a PDF in shortcuts. And then I save that to Google drive and I capture that all in about mm, 10 seconds. And I don't have to worry about sending that to myself, creating a document at work uploading the file. I just save a lot of time. And so um, that's another big one for me. And then I have a kind of a social one. And those are the main ones that I use all the time. Um, I have others uh, that are all hidden. And actually, uh, one of the things in the latest version of drafts, you can actually select which action groups you show. So for someone like myself who has I don't know, probably 20 or 30 action groups that I've installed over time. I don't have to show them all, which is nice. I have access to them, but I don't have to show them. So it's cleaned up a lot for me.
0: Yeah, that's something I need to go through and do. I realized the other day I have three action groups called Basic, um, and I installed an action into a Basic action group, and then I couldn't find it. Um, so I had to go through and search. Thankfully, I found it with the search that I really need so to go and clean up your friend. Yeah. Um, and that is really useful as well because sometimes I'm in an action group because that's the action group assigned to a workspace, and I'm going, you know what? I actually need an action that I don't usually need in this workspace. Search for it, run it, find it, done. Mm -hmm.
2: And I I have a big miscellaneous action group for that purpose. There's a bunch of stuff that I don't even ever keep track of. I just add that. It's like, oh, hey, there's this one-off I might want to look at someday, and that's what I put it in, and it's searchable so I can find it.
1: I I do think that You know, action inflation, I guess, for lack of a better word, can be a problem. Even just out of the box, it has stuff in there for Evernote, and it has stuff for all sorts of different apps that maybe you use or don't use. And as a user, you've got an easy ability to go in and edit, delete. Move, and I think if you want to use this app and you're having a little trouble getting started, going in and getting rid of the actions that you'll never use, and and putting the ones you really want on the top of the list is a great way to get yourself using the app more.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, listen, Tim, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your remarkable scripts with the audience, and and we're gonna have links for all of these, so you can go download them, gang, and. And you know, I just continue to believe Drafts is one of the key automation tools uh, on iOS and now on Mac as as it grows on Mac. To me, uh, Drafts was for a while the only automation <laughs> on iOS. Mm-hmm. You know, they were one of the very first ones to the to the game. Really, now that we've got Siri Shortcuts, there's other options as well. But if you do anything with words and you don't check out Drafts, you're you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: Definitely agreed. Tim, where can we find you? Give us some links. Where can people go and stalk you in the friendliest of manners on the internet?
2: Well, uh, I'm on Twitter kind of, somewhat, sort of. So I'm uh, Nahumic on Twitter, just my last name. That'll be in the show notes for everybody because that's really hard to spell. Um, My website is nahumic.me. Hopefully soon I'll put up this uh, journal uh, post and that's something that I'm working towards actually right now. Um, Occasionally over at Stories, but uh, those are the main three places, and then of course, uh, if you want to hear my uh, podcast, it's uh, called Fundamentally Broken. It's with Seth Clifford, and uh, just a fair warning: that's not necessarily the safest for work or kids. But uh, we we get into some automation stuff, we get into some task management, how how we do things, the why we do things. Uh, but yeah, there's a little bit of swearing involved too.
1: All right, and uh, thank you to our sponsors, Matter and Luna Display, and we'll see you next time.